0: some of me with
1: a magic circle surrounded by salt i ain't answering no damn phone calls
2: welcome to the ain't shit show uh it's the homie i have with me little spoon from twitter but also from the band dryer fire i think i have the whole band or most of the right. band right
3: three quarters three, yeah three
2: quarters of the band that's that's better odds than what we normally have on this podcast so <laughs> that's uh the podcast has four hosts And we've never, like, we've never had anyone more than, like, two or three on our own. So, like, it's, you know, we're batting. It's hard to
4: coordinate, yeah. It is. It is,
2: especially because we're all from, like, different parts of the country. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, there'll be days when I'm, like, I'm ready to podcast. And it's, like, you know, Ivy will be, like, it's night-night. It's my night-night right now. And I'm, like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? But,
1: Honestly respect the energy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if Dry Fire could only two or three of our members would show up to shows.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: but, the speaking of which you're I've so I've heard like you don't have much out right now, but I have heard uh like what's on like uh YouTube music and like Spotify and everything that's a, like any streaming service stuff. And like I yeah. wanna say your live set. I liked your I like torture a lot but uh lynch and shoot to kill your live stuff is incredible because it like it sounds so good for being like live Thank
4: you. and then on top yeah, of no, that we-
2: the the energy you have in it is just like it's palpable it's there so like i yeah i i loved it that I, I love that i think more than i like the torture not to like say that i didn't like them because i like both of them but i definitely liked that i could feel that energy and presence through your oh, yeah. life set it's
3: definitely kind of an unpopular opinion yeah. based off of the numbers <laughs> i feel like but but I, I really respect that opinion i think i think the same honestly mm-hmm. i like our live shows better than what we have recorded mm-hmm. but you
1: know, yeah. you, yeah, um, I feel that your music is just like, uh, that energy is different.
2: Your music really has like ignited something in me like that. I have forgot, like a reminiscence, like that I haven't had in a long time. I was like a, a big time. So I live in like, I don't know if you know about like the San Jose area, but San Jose has like a, like a pretty big, like punk scene and like a pretty big, like hardcore scene. And oh. It's weird because like they're it's very clicky and I was never kind of in it like because I just couldn't I don't look like that guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't have the look. I don't have the like feel. I just was like I was a guy listening to jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not that guy. And then what what ends up happening was uh, through like the periphery of like having open mics that I used to host and like finding the weirdest musicians I could find and getting into noise music. I found like a small community out in, like, on the outskirts of, like, San Jose hardcore scene that weren't kind of, like, they were not that, you know, they weren't hardcore, but they weren't, you they weren't, like, Easy Sunday listening. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, this strange yeah. hybrid of noise music and, like, just performance art and stuff. And I I forgot how much I loved that whole scene. So, like, hearing your live set really brought me back to that kind of, like... Oh, yeah. Like, when was that at like this like, was pre, what year? pre-pandemic i want to say like 2017 2000 like 2016 2000 to like 2019 i was active in that and then
3: yeah we get a lot of comments from like older people in the scene saying like oh well we make music that like that belongs in like twenty twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, 2015 2016 uh literal hardcore scene mm-hmm. and like Someone said we were the new Jungle Juice, which was mm-hmm. uh, a really popular band back in that time.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and like, I kind of have to agree with them. We, I mm-hmm. mean, we kind of we kind of have like an older, uh, older, five ish, five years old kind of feel to mm-hmm. our music. Mm-hmm. But it's just uh, none of us are like established in the scene for that long. So none of us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh start. maybe. Oh, I am. Well yeah, Ken was, but we're, I'm the, the rest of us are band. kids. Yeah, like
1: I'm I'm 25, so I'm the oldest
3: in the band.
2: God damn, I feel but, old uh, as hell. <laughs> Twenty, if 25 is old dog, I'm ancient. I'm decrepit nah, I, mean, I was
1: the youngest in my other bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Like it's um, I guess because the vibe that we're kind of going for is like something that's like not a lot of other local hardcore acts are doing, mm-hmm. which is like a like it's hardcore, but it's not like that tough guy hardcore which respectfully i think does have its place mm-hmm. and like and there's a lot of that coming out of san jose and it's really good shit uh mm-hmm. big boy oh, yeah. tsunami yeah gulch yeah. like but um we're also we're doing this thing where it's um i think it's more accessible uh one of our friends described this as like hardcore punk but the punk is in all caps
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: um it's just like uh and also, it's just we're, like, we're half black. We're all queer. Like, that's mm-hmm. a big part of our thing, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, accessible, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's got a cool message.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I, like, I think anyone could get into it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just fucking works. Yeah. It's really fun. Now
2: mm-hmm. you know, like, I think we're I, – I talk about this, I, like, I, Not to get a little too deep on the pod. Well, I mean, I always this is the problem with this podcast. It's a it's a comedy podcast, and then I get hella deep about some some real fucking psychological you know what I mean? Like we're like those things often do go. Yeah. The the root the root of like capitalism really is, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of type shit. But like we're going through a moment, I think, currently, like socially, like not and I don't feel like just younger people, but just people in general, like everyone, almost on all spectrums, really feel like impotently angry do you know what i'm saying like we're angry as fuck about so many things but we can't do shit about it you know what i'm saying like we're and like a lot of people would like say that in a in a way that's like negative but i think that that's it's one of those things where it's good because i think if enough people are thrashing like artistically and i don't mean this like thrashing like literally but like are feeling this like i need to like express anger at the, like, system, or, like, you know, as things become more and more angry and aggressive but still maintain this, like, you know, t- like, direction, you know, that's more or less, like, a good thing. And I think, like, music, like, mu- like listening to your music, I can see, I can sense that. Like, you really are holding, which is kind of why, like, I feel like maybe people identify that, like, old-school sound in, in y'all because, like... Oh, yeah. Because like 2015, 2016, that was right around the time of like, I think, because there was like a moment in America from like 2008 to like, I want to say 2015, where like, uh, after the financial housing crisis, like people just kind of gave up on like giving a shit about social problems, right? They were just kind of like, too fucking burnt out from like, how bad the economy was. And then people kind of like, just forgot, like, I don't know. There was like a moment. I remember I remember like working in like in San Francisco in like 2009 and having to like explain to people that like my experience was going to be different. Like I was I I remember what my grandpa used to say that if you're Mexican in in the Bay, you have to work twice as hard for half as much. And I remember saying that to like this, you know, white, you know, Harvard graduate from, you know, what I'm saying from Connecticut that lived in a nice neighborhood and having to try to explain to him like dog. I had it hard growing up like i'm not like you you know what i'm saying like yeah. those yeah those kind of like being able to people had forgotten that shit 2015 2016 had really like brought that back up that there are social causes that there's racism in america that there's like you know misogyny that there's all these like social ills that did not go away because the market went crashed you know what i'm saying that like because the economy right. got bad they got worse actually and like we're now I feel like 2020 post pandemic people are acting a fool and we're not really post pandemic it's still out there but like you know there's no more protections yeah Yeah, the no more protections the gloves are off the government's pretty said yo like if you get sick tough it out big dog you gotta thug that shit out you know what I'm saying like that that kind of like mentality lots of people are feeling the like fuck that we have nothing left and like your music does speak to that feeling and like I don't know. I think I think it's a perfect. I think you guys are coming together like at a perfect time for that exact oh, reason. Yeah. Like it's good. It's just, good.
3: Especially in like Arkansas, like they're passing like anti-trans legislature and stuff like that. Like we're very south. Like mm-hmm. we are like a very red state. in mm-hmm. like having this community of like mostly trans, mostly queer people, all just kind of being angry at the system and not knowing what to do. Like I have my little. I I can write my little lyrics and I can have a little outlet, but I'm mainly it's, it's just me hoping that I'm sparking some, something in someone and sparking some sort of outrage and someone new and someone Mm. that like can realize that there is, there is a major problem in how everything is being governed. And like, it, it's very scary to live in Arkansas as a queer person right now.
2: I can imagine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, that's where pretty much all of the anger comes from.
1: Yeah, there's um definitely, like, plenty of shit to be mad about. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, like you described it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you said a, said a Mexican person living in San Francisco has to work twice as hard for half as much, but god damn man. It's oh, like yeah,
2: no, you... A Mexican
1: I, person anywhere, a black person yeah. anywhere, a queer person anywhere, like, especially out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, um, like I said, uh, I just remember, just even three years ago during the George Floyd protests, like out here, mm-hmm. it with just like the militarization of the police, and like watching my homies get tear gassed, mm-hmm. and like like we're out there protesting. I was working as street medic, exactly. Exactly. and it's just like just absolutely unreal ass shit, and it's it's just a it's late stage capitalism, man. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> beyond, I we're mean, at that boiling point,
2: I yo, yo like. I, I'm I get mad frustrated about it because I have like I have intellectual my problem is that like I have intellectual uh what is it called proclivities. I'm I'm the kind of person that instead like I realize the material conditions that people are fucking under and shit. And my first instinct is to be like, we should all burn it down. And then I realize, but uh, you know, so not everyone's gonna yeah, make we it. Didn't. Yeah. You're like we can't do that. Not like not everyone you start doing that, not everyone's gonna make it. Right, there's lots of people that that are reliant on a system that hates them, and that's like the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's like I feel like a lot of people are in this position, like where they feel like they're they are reliant on the rules they are reliant on this shit and we just kind of have to fucking grin and bear it and that's like to me the worst about all this stuff right and like i don't know i think we're past late stage capitalism i think we're like in some hellscape shit that (laughs) you know what i'm saying that like i'm i'm in the i'm from the bay where like people are like there's like subscription services oh hold on actually this one's actually kind of funny because like it, it it's it's weirdly based it's weirdly based But what it is, is like there's a there's a water company out here called like Live Water or like like or something like that. Right. I I don't know. It's like Live Water or Live Water or and essentially there's like someone's pond in their backyard. Someone is like pulling as much water as they can, like just bottling it from their pond in the backyard and like selling it to rich people for insane amounts of money right like and like there's a whole deliveries giving people straight dysentery like making them shit themselves and they're like <laughs> and and they're just like well this is good because it's your body like naturalizing to like you know your microbes of the natural environment like this is from the bay so this is good for you and people are like sh- literally people have like almost died shitting themselves drinking this water and they water. yeah and they're drinking like they're spending thousands of dollars you know what i'm saying like a year on pond water and it's like insane that they're doing this to themselves but like i feel like living in the bay means like you're in the petri dish of like what's next for capitalism right because like uber was started out here right like uh doordash yeah,
4: yeah
2: all the ugly like shit that's just like seeking to like you know exploit your labor to the point where you're like just a you're like a surf right like feudalism techno feudalism yeah. type shit that ex- that's we're the front lines of that stuff and like yo, know, it's only getting bleaker you know what i mean like i'm trying i'm over here trying to be like nah, it's no nah, we'll be all right no nah, we'll be you know but it's all there's all like it's just a lot of like you know you have to cope because if you don't want you know you're fucking useless i feel like so well,
1: yeah it's like yeah silicon valley really is kind of like like, bro, it's so fucking crazy out there. Like, yeah, it's we don't, because there's still so many, like, working class people, black and brown people who've been there for, like, and queer people, too, who've been there for, like, actual decades, mm-hmm. and just getting, like, priced out of existence as, like, these tech companies come in, buy up all this property, hire a bunch of outsiders, and have them gentrifying everything, driving up the cost of living to the point of, like, absurdity, it's like, violence honestly where do poor people live in 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 the bay area actually Uh, because even oakland is these days is getting gentrified to all fuck
2: so it used to be it used to be the east bay that's changing and now it's further like periphery cities so you have people like like living three to four hour drives outside of like the the silicon valley and they live out there and they drive here to work at like taco bell like you imagine, like driving three, like almost like two, three hundred miles to to go work it, to go clock in a Taco Bell, and then go do that, and go home. What? Or like you know somebody who like owns a house that's falling apart because they have to figure out a way to pay the taxes, like a, the yearly taxes on it. You know what I'm saying? So the house is falling. Right. Like I'm in the situation where like my grandpa bought this house, and I inherited it, and now I have to come up with twenty thousand dollars a year to pay the house to pay to live in a house that I've always lived in and I can't sell it you know what I'm saying like it's one of them things where you
1: know, like I'm saying like <laughs> yo I that's literally I
2: work a I work like a fucking like a nine like some shitty beer merchandising job and it's 60% of my yearly income is that so like I'm I'm renting I'm renting my own house I'm renting the house that I own essentially
3: in all taxes. Yeah. In ta- yeah. In ta- yeah. It's
2: ridiculous. I'm in such a ridiculous situation because, like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. Like, I can't move. I got a sick mom. I got a lot of fucking problems here. But, like, the thing about the Bay is, and, like, the thing I feel like is that you experience in, like, Little Rock. And this is one of those things where, like, I'm a little jealous is the wrong word here, but, like, it's frustrating for me because you're. like the society that y'all live in is pretty fucking upfront about how much it hates you to the, to the point where like there's like there's visible actions you can point and be like, look at this is what they do to us. Right. It's, I feel like in the Bay, it's so much harder because they'll be like, no, this is for your own good. We're raising. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's, and it's, (sighs) it's harder to rage against a fucking machine that is, smiling you know what i'm saying like that is telling you no 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 you you could have done this you just had to have gone to school every day and never had any problems for the last 30 years and never have any kind of you know like and it's frustrating it's a it's a different type there's less solidarity out here in the bay because everyone's a little bit more atomized we have we have to be right like you 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 die or you know you you keep doing it or you die trying what's up shogs we're uh we're recording so we're live so no no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
4: doesn't realize he didn't
2: realize he didn't realize that we were like live like i whatever it's all good jogs the site he's the other he's the other what is it called the host? he is the other co-host yeah he's the he's the guy we yeah, keep okay. to scare the hoes right we gotta, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have that you always gotta have that ho scaring energy somewhere yeah. and uh <laughs> but no i I mean like in a in a way I feel like uh y'all have this solidarity like a community right like embattled communities specifically have far much have much more community whereas like the bay kind of doesn't have that sense of community not to like speak for the whole bay, but like you know in my experience it's a lot harder to form communities out here than it is you know no, I know
1: what you mean yeah like combating it's it's liberalism is very insidious in the way that it will essentially give you crumbs and tell you that like, see we're on your side. And Mm -hmm. after a while you get used to those crumbs Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, they are on our side. Mm -hmm. They give us crumbs. The other guys just want to kill us. Mm -hmm. And when in actuality, both like fascists and also like liberals Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are both very dubious Mm -hmm. when it comes to, uh their desire to i guess uplift the bourgeois class Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so yeah i will say that is a a plus that we have out here it's in not just little rock but in the south as a whole Mm -hmm. um because like our oppressors are very blatant about being our oppressors
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's much easier to kind of come together as a community
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and unite against that Mm -hmm. And that's pretty rad, because uh, community is definitely. I think I speak for most of like our band when I say we would probably all be dead, in, uh, without yeah our friends and our family, our chosen family that we have here in the community.
4: So yeah, yeah.
3: Before I moved out to Little Rock, I lived in a in a town with a population of like 200. Damn. Um. And yeah, no. In the high school high school my graduating class was like 25 people and there was one gay guy mm-hmm. and one uh gay girl mm-hmm. and we all three kind of like stuck together and like helped each other out and like it was kind of us three against a whole bunch of rednecks
0: mm-hmm.
3: so like without them like definitely yeah uh like I can see through that, that the community is definitely a big deal and now that I'm out in Little Rock I have a a larger community and more friends and i don't feel as alone as i did out in the middle of nowhere yeah. but um yeah. it's definitely still kind of the same just in a larger scale here in little rock so mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's i mean like you have enough of a community to like form a band you know what i'm saying you don't have that shit. Oh, yeah. you don't have enough shit like that out here in, in the bay like yeah. you know you gotta like there's like there's no way to have practice space out here right especially because like we're live, everyone's living like seven or eight people in one house like uh, my yeah. old, my old, like I lived in a punk house at one point in time. And like when I swap stories about punk houses with other people, they're always like, yeah, it was like me and like seven people in like a, you know, in like a four bedroom house or something like that. Right. And I'm like sick. Yeah. We had like 27 people living with us and it was a four bedroom and they're like, what the f- Fuck. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're like, how the fuck did that work? And we're like, we had people set up in tents in the backyard, you know what I'm saying? We all showered for like one minute. It was, it was cool. Like, no, it wasn't. It was ass. It was the worst experience. Bro, that's a... Yeah. It was... Bro, that's a homeless camp. We were doing, yeah, it was like a homeless camp with a house, you know what I'm saying? Like, with a house attached yeah. to yeah. it somehow. <laughs> we're like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like tenant, like, there was like bunk style tenant wow. stuff where you rented a bunk and you rented it by the week, which is like real. When I talk about this, when I say it out loud right now, like literally saying it out loud to y'all right now, it makes you feel like I survived war. You know what I'm saying? Like I su- yeah. like 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 I survived some horrific refugee type shit. But I, you know what I'm saying? But that was just that's just how you ha- like have to get by sometimes in the Bay. It's weird like that. There's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> Fucking awful. Jeez. I liked it. I I like miss it. That's what's fucked up about the base. it'll like it'll do it'll it'll expose you to some shit that's so fucked up that you're like, man, I wish I go back to the punk house, dude. People were nice there. You know what I mean? Like, that's you
1: lived in a refugee camp. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I lowkey did. Then you inherited yeah. your dead grandfather's house, and that was your only way out.
2: But yeah, no, legitimately yes. And then now I'm stuck in a, like a, a eternal loop cycle where I'm just paying rent. That will never, that only gets higher. Yeah, that only gets higher every year, right? And I got to figure oh, this God. shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's,
1: <laughs> and like. I'm not going to lie. This is the most, like, Silicon Valley, like, San Francisco <laughs> Bay Area type shit I've ever heard. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, no. It's real techno capital shit. It's real ugly. Like, it's, <laughs> this is, uh, this is Bidenomics. Shout out to the homie that thinks that this is a good thing and will be forever. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It is, it's working yeah guys. the system so, uh, is working <laughs> you know what's you know what's crazy to me is that like everyone that i meet like here in the bay area they like work for google right like they work for like some one of the big tech companies and they like right. they've been working for a long time they've like survived like 10 or 11 mergers from different companies and like they can't see that the thing that got them the thing that like established them and has continued to establish them is like a house of cards right and it's very it's very frustrating cuz like like my neighbor across the street the house across from me is i think is like 3.6 million dollar home like stupid like 11 12 bedroom i live in a three bedroom it's falling apart type shit you know what i mean like electricity only one half of the house like we're you know what i'm saying like we're really trying to figure it out here and the neighbor like has like this what are those called like those uh like star wars gates that opens up to like you know what i'm saying like right like just some real next level fucking shit like uh they have privacy windows that turn so like there's no they're shadeless windows i don't know how to explain this but like the window themselves turns color right like so there's no shades yeah. yeah so and it's keyless entry like it's thumb you touch the thumb to the door and then that's how it lets you in the house and stuff and like all that shit so like yeah they live like that right and you know every now and then they'll see me like pulling weeds in front and, and they'll you know shoot the shit with me and they're like what did you used to do before this and i was like well you know i used to i used to work for uber for a while i was like uh just a janitor there kind of like a, I i did like event coordinating and stuff and like i cook, you know i cooked meals and i worked in the kitchen for a long time and then I got into marketing for this small company and blah, blah, blah. And then I did that. And I realized that I, I wasn't very good at it, but that was a, that was fine. Cause the job ended up not like folding apart. And I'm like, what have you been doing? And they're like, oh, they're like, uh, my dad knows the guy who invented like typeface for Google. Oh so, my God. so like, so I just write emails all day. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, those are my neighbors. Those are the people I gotta, I gotta like, that's my community. That's my solidarity. <laughs>
3: trying to yeah. rad- radicalize no, a guy
2: no. who <laughs> fucking whose dad invented a cybersecurity thing in 1991 and he's been chilling ever since you know what i'm saying like like that's you're
1: morally obligated to rob them i yeah listen <laughs> i'm not
2: gonna i'm not gonna out myself on the on the pod but i will say that you know like it ain't safe in my neighborhood if i'm here <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: My neighborhood Listen, is not I mean, safe. statistically
1: <laughs> speaking. Neighborhoods with higher income inequality True do that. face more crime. True bro.
2: that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know. If
1: not you then someone.
2: Exactly. Right. How do you think I got this mic cuz I didn't did I didn't pay for it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 just wild like there's a like I said there's an atomizing, there's an atomization that like if you think about it it's kind of why a lot of art scenes in the bay have completely fizzled out right like they're gone there's no they're not coming back like the hardcore scene in san jose like is not going to recover i don't think like not for anytime soon it's not going to recover from the pandemic because like a lot of those people that had jobs pre-pandemic now don't and you know what i'm saying like they their jobs are gone forever and there's no like means to to like stabilize yourself out here so they're all
1: yeah your options are to what leave or be homeless like
2: yeah be homeless or work six jobs and have two gig economy jobs and then maybe sell pics of your feet or something like there's no you know what i'm saying like there's fucking no way out here right like even i thought about like man maybe i i got a nice butt like i can do i can shave it i can (laughs) can get a little paid that way you know what i'm saying like (laughs) there's no like i don't see the yeah there's like it's hard to see a way forward out here and it's very like hopeless but like I, I'm I have an audacity that like you know what I'm saying that most people don't, which is why I think I'm attracted yeah. to hardcore music because hardcore music is like extremely audacious. Like your oh, yeah your uh, Lynch the Governor track is like really up my alley because like I'm in a I'm in beef with my local mayor. So you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> we're like, like
3: personal, like personal beef, like
2: yeah, he, it's, it's one it's one sided. Well, it was one sided for a little bit. Like it was just me having beef with the mayor. The thing is, I have beef with the mayor of every city in America. You know what I'm saying, like I have. Oh, yeah. I have Just if you're a mayor, you're already an enemy of mine, right? Like, you know, the governor's just like, I'm not powerful enough to take down a governor. I don't think I don't got that energy, but I beat up a mayor or two.
3: We're going straight for the jugular, then. Yeah. See, yeah, I I got,
2: I got, like, I got, I got, like, a couple mayors in me. I feel like I could take most mayors. I think, like, I, you know, governors are different. (laughs) They have like hired assassins. I'm assuming. I don't know. I, don't. Like
3: I, since I live in the same city as Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I have grounds to be yeah. like, "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah, exactly. Really
2: got, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, I, you know, I, but I, my beef was one-sided for a long time until like pretty recently, and now, like, now the mayor knows who I am, and now it's a different story. So, like, a story that I can't talk about.
4: <laughs> yeah, don't but, get your house fire. No, no, no. Do that. It's.
2: Especially in Australia. Nah, they don't do shit like that in, like, in the Bay. They they do stuff where, like, hey, uh, you're... Have you seen that? Yeah, oh, Friendly Jordy slaps, by the way. Like, he's he's on some yeah, next-level shit.
3: So yeah. Yo, he's on... That was so was we get that reference, too? Yeah,
2: I no, for real. Like, I would... I don't know if I they got all balls. They just
3: looked at me like I was fucking <laughs> stupid. Because they were like, he's in California. No, no, no. <laughs>
2: I don't got... I don't got it like Friendly Jordys, But also, I don't have to deal with that kind of, like corruption out here what the mayor oh, yeah. is capable of doing out is capable of doing out here is literally just being like hey your grass is an inch too high and i'm like well i don't have grass i'm like well we're gonna find you for not having grass then do you know what i'm saying like that's <laughs> that's how they get that's how they get down and you're like oh you know what we noticed that uh you have a light bulb that's like not made by the specific you know hey maybe we do an hoa where you are actually you know what i'm saying they can do all kinds of like They'll nickel and dime you to to death, essentially, right? Like yeah. that's how that's how the You're poor. yeah that's how the bay kills you, right? The bay yeah. that's that I would prefer them to firebomb my house because then I could be like, look what you did, you know what I'm saying, right? But like <laughs> instead being like, yo, look at all these bills that I got for no reason. What is this? You know what I'm saying? Like who am I gonna, you know what I'm? I can't saying? post that online about how the mayor decided to upcharge me for water. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing. there's no way to there's no legally there's no way to fight any of that stuff you just kind of have to deal with it you just kind of you know it's just normal Yeah, that's
1: kind of the the l of living in california yeah Uh, a lot of a lot of control has been ceded to the state yeah legally
2: yeah and And uh, that's the worst part everyone i know is like bro get out of california move and i'm like why so i can be like yeah, everyone, every everyone who who tells California's to move and then they move to their state, they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm it's one so of
1: miserable everywhere else too. Yeah, yeah. For sure.
2: Now, like, well, yeah,
1: I grew Cal- up in L.A. But uh, <laughs> so,
2: okay, well, like, how long were you there? Because like, Cali brain, Cali brain, I feel like it 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 matures around like 17, 17, 19. Oh
1: well. I got lucky. I was only there as a kid and nice. moved back yeah. when I was like twelve.
2: So congrats, you didn't saved. Didn't get the You can. You have saved yourself from Cali There are days. My mom I, saved me. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> there are, I was
1: just a dumb child.
2: There are days when I have horrible things happening to me, like just like I'm in like these horrific binds, right? And I'm like fucking just in a in a deep depression, and the Cali kicks in, and I'm like, this is great content. I should talk about this on the podcast. That's fucking ah, sick in the head. That's Cali brain shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like can't yeah. wait for this to blow up. Like, that's crazy. That's a, <laughs> that's crazy people shit. But yeah, it's Cali is fucked up. And you saved yourself, or your mom saved you. Congrats on that, big dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: it feels like it's very fucking miserable out there. Yeah. But hey, y'all got nice beaches.
2: <sighs> Not in the North Bay, though. <laughs> Cold as cold as shit out of here, right? <laughs> San Francisco literally has nothing. Like, there's, it's got nothing out here. It's got nothing for anybody. And the thing is, if you love got good Asian food, you know, actually Hawaiian barbecue. We got Hawaiian barbecue, and I feel like a lot of places don't have that. I went to Missoula recently to go visit my homie Shogs, and we were hanging out, just fucking having a good ass time. And I was like, "You guys have Hawaiian barbecue out here?" And he's like, "What the fuck is that?" And I. And I googled it. Apparently, there's not one single Hawaiian barbecue restaurant in the entire state of Montana, which is crazy to think about. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> they probably use too much cheese in Montana. Is there anything in
4: Montana?
2: There's like, there's lots of. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots of like really cool seedy cowboy gay bars, which is my vibe. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. That's kinda of dope. That's from Red Mountain type shit. Yeah, we're like it's a gay bar, but nobody in there is gay. You know what I'm talking about? That the one of them kind of bars. Like that's, that's I like every gay bar in Orange. <laughs> yeah, that's to me, that sounded like I went in there and like i I instantly felt the vibe. You know what I'm saying? And like the grinder in my pocket was going fucking nuts. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, oh mm. I'm like, hmm, it's one of them, it's one of these places. I like this. This is good shit. This is the this is the mood right here. You know what I'm but I, yeah, I like that about Montana. Also, they have a, uh, they have like everywhere, everywhere doubles is like a bar and and also a casino, like the entire state. Like, every, like you go to a Taco <laughs> Bell and you go to a Taco Bell and they have like fucking a shake a day, where you can shake some dice and maybe win a thousand bucks at Taco Bell. It's crazy. It's a crazy fucking experience. Like leaving California, where everything is illegal and and cost taxes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. They have uh, a people. Mm-hmm one of the wildest things to me was people were just like walking from the river and going into the water like or like people were like leaving their jobs right getting right off of work and then just walking down into like the river and just hanging out in the river because like in California that will kill you like the water the water is poison like it'll fucking kill why would you do that you know what I'm saying like so it was wild to see that people just having fun and enjoying nature not being worried that it was gonna kill them I was like damn this is crazy (laughs) But um, man,
1: yeah, that's California. Everything's <laughs> polluted or on fire and yeah. everybody is poor.
2: And everyone's poor. Except for the people who aren't poor and then they sh- they shove it in they're your face. Very not poor. Yeah, they're yeah. they're extremely not poor. And they're like, Why are you poor? And you're like, What do you mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I woke up like
2: this. <laughs> yeah, <I woke> up. <laughs> what was uh so how did you guys meet? Like how did y'all like come together?
0: Uh,
1: i'm actually really glad that we're talking about this i was hoping we were <laughs> so like it's really funny because like for all four of us like our relationship stems from this one all-ages venue that three of us worked at mm-hmm. uh vino's pizza mm-hmm. and like group hell yeah group hub hell yeah and like me lake and asa all work there i worked there as a door guy doing security for the venues and yeah. asa and lake uh worked in the kitchen and so that's how we all met Mm -hmm. uh cricket is just a hardcore fan
0: and was just like
1: every single fucking show Mm -hmm. and so like and i would i worked the shows Mm -hmm. and asa and lake also love music so they were at the shows and so that's how we all met Mm -hmm. but um dryer fire didn't actually form as a band well it tried to happen Mm and like like last year Mm -hmm. like
3: a year and a half yeah lake was trying to
1: get it to happen Mm-hmm. And just, like, shit wasn't working out, and I wasn't really into it, and I had another project I was working on at the time, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I ended up not doing it. And then one of our mutual friends through Vino's, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Breeding, shout out to Benadryl, is a mm-hmm. local punk band that mm-hmm. he plays drums for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was jamming with Lake and Asa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And showed me some recordings of them jamming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. This sounds actually, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I reached out, and I was like, hey, okay, can, can I still do this? Can I join?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we started practicing at my house. Yeah,
3: it was just the three of them for a minute. Yeah, maybe. we
1: were just like a three-piece, like, just straight-up just punk project for mm-hmm. a while.
3: Yeah.
1: And then I think uh, Asa invited Cricket over mm-hmm. to a practice, and Cricket was like, this is sick. And they asked Cricket if they Cricket wanted to do vocals, because Asa was, was our vocalist at the time mm-hmm. and didn't want to do guitar and vocals. Mm-hmm. And so we brought Cricket in, and that's when we started... Making going towards a heavier, more hardcore direction.
3: It was a little bit of my fault, my bad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, hey, like, like it worked. It came together. Oh,
3: and...
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's like the
3: medium we're at. We we reach both the hardcore and the punk mm-hmm. uh, uh, scene here in Little Rock. There's not really that much of a divide, but you know, we mm-hmm. got we got fans spread out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's a divide, but there shouldn't be a divide. But
3: I mean, there's there's other some scenes, motherfuckers there's
1: in
3: the scene. Much of a divide. don't
1: like hardcore, and some motherfuckers who don't like punk, and yeah, it's well, weird. But I purity, like that we kind of bridge that gap.
2: Purity shit is weird to me. Like purity, purity people, like people who just like fuck with one thing. Cause it's like, why are you, yeah. why are you limiting yourself in that way? You know what I'm saying?
1: No, I definitely agree. Yeah, and uh, that's another cool thing about dry fry is, like. Like, we bring punks out to hardcore shows, like, people mm-hmm. who wouldn't come to a hardcore show,
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: bring hardcore kids out to, like, punk shows and, like, DIY shows that they ordinarily wouldn't go to, and so that's cool as fuck, frankly. Like- yeah, no, that's, like, <laughs> that's
2: what I, I like, that's one of the one things I do like about, like, about the DIY scene is how many hands it touches, you know what I'm saying? Like, lots of people put into it. Yeah and you get these like really cool mixes. I I remember I heard a punk band one time that had like a DJ in it. And I was like this kind of oh, yeah. this kind of <laughs> sucks, but also like yo, respect for trying it, you know what I'm saying? Like
0: <laughs> Right. That is... is the beauty
1: of like a like a DIY scene like you said. Mm-hmm. Um like our DIY scene here kind of died off after the pandemic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so like the other members in the band are kind of, like, too young to, like, really remember mm-hmm. what was going on, mm-hmm. like, five, six years ago in Little Rock. Like, mm-hmm. we used to have hella house venues, and there was, like, shows, like, multiple shows going on throughout the week. Like, you could pull up to, like, your friend's show, like, some weird punk show in your friend's living room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Bring, like, a whole bunch of, like, Miller High Life tall boys and get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then you could... Not driving while you drink, because we are responsible Mm -hmm. uh, underage drinkers here. Um,
0: (laughs) But you can, like,
1: leave that house, go to another house, Mm -hmm. and then it's, like, I don't know, some weird, like, six-piece rap outfit Mm -hmm. and like, a basement. Yeah. And that's just, like, on a fucking Tuesday night, and it's just, like, an unreal, like, experience. And it's just really just you hanging out with your homies.
2: Yeah.
3: We're trying to get back up to that here in Little Rock. That's the thing about... Since, uh.
2: That, that's the yeah, thing about COVID yeah. over. that's the thing about DIY is that you can do it you know what I'm saying you can do that shit yourself that's yourself? Yeah, yeah yeah for real yeah that's honestly like I, I want a world where like a, a DIY scene like a coast to coast DIY scene exists you know like that would be the shit where like people could just kind of like explore and the internet kind of like is the is the genesis for that shit but it's also very difficult because like purists people Get into shit and they start becoming purists about it, which is so weird to me, you know what I'm saying? Right, like
1: and it's lame because, yeah. uh, you know, rising tide lifts all ships and all that, you yeah, know? Like,
2: exactly. Uh, that's homie shit, like at you know, like real homieism is just like you know, riding for your homies, even if you don't like what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. I've I'm had just being supportive, anyway, yeah. I've had homies that like are like, yeah, I'm gonna start my own like uh, prog rock band, and I'm like, oh, oh cool and there's like it's just me and i only play the drums yeah. and nothing else and i'm like i don't know about this one dog. But it. Do it. hey man let's listen no, man. You know yeah no i'm like here. you'll do it i'm gonna I'm a be there i'm gonna ride or die i'm gonna make shirts for you but uh, you know what i mean <laughs> like hey listen maybe find a guitarist <laughs> maybe, dog you know what i'm saying yeah like maybe <laughs> maybe me think about a melody or something but i'm a you know what i'm saying i'm a ride or die for you regardless <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. that's kind of like the move um so like dryer fire is there a nickname behind there's like is there a reason for the name or is it just some that oh,
0: yeah. like, like
3: saw so you yeah. <laughs> there's a the, the venue we all worked at Vino's. Uh-huh. uh the dryer there kept caught on fire because uh, someone emptied their uh pipe into the trash can uh-huh. their weed bowl mm-hmm. and uh so someone was telling me about it and i was like that's that'd be a really cool band name Dry. And so I was like, "Hey, I should make a band." <laughs> so I made a band
2: called Dryer Fire. <laughs> well, so the, so Dryer Fire, like, it, why does a is it like a dish dryer or is it like a like a dryer? No, like,
3: like a like a clothes dryer. So
2: why why the hell does a does a pizza place have a clothes dryer?
1: Well, what you have to understand about <laughs> Vinos is it's
3: okay. an experience.
2: Okay, okay. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, live in
1: there. Oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah. like Vinos is like. Vino's is like if a dive bar was a pizza restaurant.
2: Okay, I exclusively. fully understand the vibe. There was a place called The Canvas out here that was a floral shop and also a cafe and a bookstore and an art store. And it was also like the burgeoning scene for noise music out here. So, like, <laughs> believe me, I understand the vibe 100%. Yeah.
1: So Vino's is like that, but for, like, punk and metal in Little Rock. It's like yeah. say a 40-year-old venue, that's it's not that old. It's like...
2: Yeah,
3: it is. Yeah, it was made in 1980. That's when it started. No, the no. The DMZ. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. DMZ. Vino's is 30-something years old, but the DMZ was a venue, too.
1: But, like, Vino's as we know it didn't come to fruition until, like, the early 90s. And, like, it was, like, it was, like, the place. Like, there's so many, like, cool-ass local, like, metal... Mm-hmm. And, like, punk and, like, hardcore bands that, like, came out of Little Rock and, like, Vino's is what started them. So, like, yeah. we've got local legends, like, the... Living Sacrifice, mm-hmm. uh, Trusty, mm-hmm. uh, like... Yeah, well, yeah, even, Evan, like, even <laughs> that <Evanescence>, slaps, yeah. <laughs> like, one of their first shows is out of fucking Vino's,
4: dude, like... Yeah.
1: that's And cool. so it's, um... And so it's just, like, this scuffed, dirty, decrepit, like, falling apart, like... Frankly, just a shithole Yeah, yeah. But like, also, it's home. <laughs> that's good. Like, that's what like good. Town. That's
2: where the art comes from. Art comes from the butthole. You know, like I'm trying to explain this yeah. to people. <laughs> good real. art comes from <laughs> the butthole. Yeah, yeah. Not the heart. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a good heart, <laughs> I guess, to get to get the doo doo out. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking all good art comes from the butthole. It's just, it's just like you know. Oh well,
1: yeah, because like this was like a community space for like. Like, punk kids in, like, the 90s, and they didn't have anywhere else to go Mm -hmm. but here. So, like, their lives were centered around here. It's where they made their friends. It's where they all fucking worked at. Mm -hmm. It's where, like, all their bands formulated. Mm -hmm. And so... It's, like, like, Vino's is, like, the source. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's kind of funny, because now you have this weird thing where it's, like, now it's, like, as we get into the 2020s, like, these kids have had kids. And, like, it's, like, a multi-generational, like... Like, melting pot of just of punk motherfuckers. Like. Yeah, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing about like
2: all age type shit is, is like get stardom young type things because they end up like becoming core. I guess like they end up, they end up growing the community much larger. I think is like what oh, yeah. I've come to understand, right? Like, I used to be one of those dudes that was like super against like, you know, all age venues, uh, only just because like I didn't understand the utility of it. I'm like, why the fuck would someone bring their like, kid to like a you know what i'm saying to like a like a noise music show like that's weird right like that that shit doesn't like i feel like if i was like like six or seven and i saw a guy just screaming into like a contact mic you know what i'm saying that would freak me out and then they kind of like were like it's not like that kind of exposure to that kind of like music and culture like does broaden the horizons of of like not just like kids but their friends do you know what I'm saying? And I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. But the, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the more you get exposed to like you know interesting, out like stuff outside of the mainstream, the more I feel like it's it's a good thing for your mental health. But also like it makes you yeah. it yeah. makes more people like interested in in the things that you're interested in. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah
4: yeah.
2: That's one of the and like. Yeah. Oh
1: sorry. That, what are you saying?
2: I just say like it's one of the the things that like, going back to like how bad California is. Everything being so fucking expensive means that we can't have spaces like this. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. that yeah. kind of sucks. It's why everything out here is, is turning into like, you know, this weird LA like version of metalcore, right? <laughs> like it's where like everything everyone's clean but they have dirty tattoos. I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes any sense. It's a it's a very strange yeah, I- you know exactly what I'm talking I know about.
1: What you're yeah, saying. yeah. It's, it's uh, a lot of people kind of abdo- adopting the aesthetics of poverty and yeah, shit like that. Yeah,
2: because was
3: definitely the product of like you know the all age venue thing. My first mm-hmm. show, I was probably like 14 or 15, and like I fell like in love with the scene, but mm-hmm. I lived in a conservative household and mm-hmm. I couldn't go out and see very many very many shows and then uh covid hit so like you know there were no shows for a little bit for Mm -hmm. about two years so i i got that little taste of of venos especially in like the local scene here in little rock and then i was just kind of deprived of it Mm -hmm. so as soon as i could i moved back out here to little rock to like continue doing it so i definitely yeah can attest the all-age venues things do spark something in in the kids
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's good shit. you grew up
3: next to a punk house, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh <laughs> So like uh when we had moved back from LA, I uh we had moved into this one neighborhood. It had this uh this old punk house and its starlight. And it's actually like like a I guess kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. So um like uh this punk house there are uh, these old like punks that are older than all of us and they they work at Vino's now. Mm-hmm. Uh they've worked at Vino's for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. But um, like that was my first introduction to the punk scene was when I was like fucking twelve. Mm-hmm. I'd ride my bike to this just disgusting punk house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I would just walk in because they didn't have a lock on their door.
0: Yeah, and sounds
1: right. They would Correct. hide their weed and shit. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would hide their weed and shit, and yeah. then like play video games with me, or like jam with me on my their drum kit, or like show me the music they're working on, or let me skate their mini ramp or shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so like that was my introduction to the punk scene at like 12 years old and so like now there are these cats who've been in the scene for like a, a long ass time and i'm like they're my old and like my oldest friends mm-hmm. like uh yeah <laughs> so that's it's just like i guess the accessibility to young motherfuckers is kind of an important part of, of growth like DIY shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah Growth That's what passes the torch forward.
2: Yeah. Because otherwise, people got to figure shit out on their own, and, like, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, having to rebuild and retool the scene every couple years because it, people age out of it. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, being able to pass the torch and, like, further your art yeah. and your culture and all that. Because that's what it is. It's cultural, right? It's, like, it's a culture. It's its own thing. It, like, it very much has its own, like, rules and reasons. And, and I don't know. I... I'm a huge fan of like and proponent of like like American subculture type deal, like people who are not part of the mainstream kind of coming together. I feel like I feel like that's so much better than what America has to offer, which is like, I guess, like Oliver Anthony and live, love, laugh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I can really think about is like, you know, when I'm thinking of American. I guess like rock and roll. But that's all like built on the back of like fucking Elvis, who was a demon you know what i'm saying like so yeah yeah, yeah. The, exactly, yeah, exactly. But like, like
1: as far as like hardcore and punk goes like because you go back to like the 80s and you have bands like ba- like bad brains out mm-hmm. east and you have got black flag out on the west mm-hmm. and like that's what a lot of these guys are like coming from is outsiders to what was mainstream like reaganomics bullshit in the 80s or whatever so mm-hmm. like it's that's like, a lot of these, like, very, very influential musical projects who had, like, these very, like, countercultural messages or whatever. Like, the reason they were able to get this shit out there is because, like you said, uh, outsiders supporting other outsiders.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I, I'm, i like, the homie shit is all about outsiders. Like, uh, what is it called? Outsiders supporting outsiders. You know what I mean? Like, we're... I'm, like, a fucking... I'm, like, a... I don't know how to explain my own shit. I'm, I'm like a big fucking Mexican uh, Jack Black style guy, I guess. <laughs> That's what people like. Matty Matheson type dude, you know what I'm saying? Chef type guy like that, you know, live forever. Like being being poor in, in the Bay Area is a, is a very strange experience because like if you're not poor in very specific a- like areas, like in the place that I'm from, I was like the only poor kid that went to school. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's very isolating. So, like, my experience was very different. And having, being able to, like, translate that different experience and and connect with people who know exactly what the fuck I'm going through, like, through the the internet and, like, just, you know, all these different, like, social media and all that stuff. That shit to me is, like, a huge fucking deal. And I think, like, it's one of the things that makes me normal. (laughs) You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I would not be that fucking normal. I would be be way worse if I didn't have some kind of, like, Outlet for people to talk to them and stuff like get to know hardcore scenes and stuff, so like the the my whole in like my whole getting into like outsider art outsider music punk stuff d i y stuff was purely because I was like the only person in my area that was like poor, and then i it wasn't until I clicked up with people that like also knew what it was like to like have to fucking staple vans have to rip the You have to rip the sole of the van out and then fucking, what is it, staple vans to your newer vans so you can keep them a lot longer. You Ever done that? Yeah. Or am I the only yeah. one? <laughs> like, are we? You're the... definitely yeah. not. All right? Yeah. Shitty you know, the amount of fucking
1: homies we have with yeah. duct tape, Doc Martens. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, hom- <laughs> when homie started putting me on the shoe glue, like shoe glue. You know what I'm saying? Like that shoe glue shit. And I was like, life changing. Yo, I was like, oh my god, my life is. I don't have to wear chunkles.
4: Yeah, I don't
2: have to wear. <laughs> I don't have to wear chanclas year round. This fucking slaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but real. yeah, no, like you know, having that kind of community. I don't know. The my my only beef is that like these the a lot of a lot of internet nerds, a lot of people on the internet are taking this and seeing it as an aesthetic instead of seeing it as like cultural necessity. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like people having to live this way and so they're assuming that this the
3: big <sighs> man just happened.
2: Get, do not get me started on Burning Man. I wish, listen, if you are a Burning Man, uh, if you went to Burning Man and you listen to the show, please stop listening to the show. <laughs> like the, do, don't do, listen
3: to Drake,
4: yeah, d-
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, do not. You will just not somebody. like that. Yeah.
3: Send <laughs> us some money and don't listen to
2: us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, no, I just, I know a lot of burners, like, because I'm from, you know what I'm saying, I'm from like the Bay Area. Right. Yeah. yeah. The worst people that I've ever met in my life. Just the absolute there worst like and that's these are this is before palantir got involved in it you know what i'm saying like this is before the actual evil was there these motherfuckers were just just as bad like hippies and neo hippies have been are the bane of my existence people who are like there you know what i'm saying?
1: About it, yeah <laughs> those fucking hippies of the 60s were the fucking yuppies of the 80s for yeah. one thing but yeah. like these are like i've worked a lot of festivals uh i i can't afford to attend them
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like i've worked like as a stage hand doing side ops shit like that mm-hmm. and um yeah man fuck these <laughs>
2: motherfuckers yeah dude the worst uh the worst it's a lot
1: of very rich kids aping the aesthetics of poverty mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um i don't know if you're an asshole if you can buy a five thousand dollar yurt and then just ditch it mm-hmm.
3: it was like twenty thousand dollars
1: Really? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying the shit that I've seen. Just oh, here. you're.
3: Talk- oh, okay. I thought you were still talking about Burning Man.
1: <laughs> no, fuck Burning Man. But, honestly, but just fuck festivals. Fuck music festivals. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the people who attend them.
3: Unless we play them.
1: Yeah, then... unless we get to
3: play
2: them. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm <laughs> like, yo. We'll
3: still say fuck you, but yeah. also like. We'll take the money. I'm,
2: yeah. o- I'm over no, here we've like.
3: Got some like smaller fests uh, in Little Rock that I'm like seeing like grow like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like from the ground up and Banging like Banging the Rock. Banging on the yeah, Rock. Like yeah, they they got their shit together. It's not like a um it's not like a oh we're doing this for a radio station that covers like mm-hmm. three quarters of America or whatever. It's like it's, it's just like other, other hardcore
1: motherfuckers
3: coming together and being like we should like get it's all the right here.
1: Yeah.
4: That's slaps
2: that's the shit I love no, to right. see. But I am I'm the same yeah. way where I'm like yo fuck you know what fuck the Joe Rogan podcast fuck Spotify all that shit but the moment I got it, you know what I'm saying the moment I got a shot at the big time I'm I'm all over that shit <laughs> I'm tired.
4: Oh here's the thing.
1: like bro we say this shit all the time like yeah yeah fuck these motherfuckers but also like listen niggas got to eat yeah, yeah no for yo
2: yeah no for real people got to eat like it's that's like you know I got I got morals until I'm hungry enough. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Like that's, yeah. that's the unfortunate shit. That's the unfortunate part of being a human. Like you just got to deal with that. But uh, no, I I I don't know. I I love the energy you guys have in your like it's palpable. I want to go like you're making me plan a show to like plan a plan a fucking a trip to like Little Rock to see y'all live because that sounds tight. You know what I mean? Like the the, your music is is really well the fucking energy i get from it everything is just like i don't know I, I i fuck with you heavily and i feel like i feel like i caught i feel like i caught y'all at the very beginning of your like journey like musical journey right i don't know how long or how much music you guys have but the only two things that i've seen so far are so promising i'm like so excited for it everything that's coming out. Well, you know out.
1: we got a EP coming out in two days.
4: Yeah, oh, nine sick.
2: eleven. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're doing an emergency meet like our, our podcast is trying to get together like do an emergency like nine eleven pod where we just be like, Hey you guys you guys want to make fun of nine eleven? You know what I'm saying? So I get it. the energy's there. <laughs> <laughs> but that slaps. Um Uh no yeah uh if you wanna give me details on that stuff because I think this is gonna be a couple I want to say, like, maybe a week or two out before I get this out. So your EP should be out. I'll link it in the description, and I'll let the homies listen to it. Uh, Appreciate it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think
3: yeah.
2: I'm trying to think of anything. I had a question.
3: Are on YouTube music yet? We're on YouTube music. You are on
2: YouTube music, yeah. I, that's how I'm, like, I was a Spotify guy for a long time, and then I, my girlfriend was like, oh, listen, like, you should try, like, YouTube, the YouTube paying for YouTube, and I'm like, I don't want to pay, like, that's a lot of fucking money to pay for YouTube. <laughs> and then I did it, and then I'm never going back to ads, you know what I'm saying? It's one of them things where, like, yeah, I can't yeah. I can't go back no, to ads. I, hadn't even,
3: like, I didn't really think of people, like, using that, to be honest, until someone came up to me at a show and was like, are you on YouTube music? And I was like, dude, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> YouTube music, unfortunately, I've been talking about it, but YouTube music, unfortunately, pays people the least amount, right? But, it has the best fucking discoverability because from from y'all I found a bunch of other bands from Little Rock that are playing. Like like yeah. so hell like hell that, yeah. that to me, like you just putting me on to yourself, put me on to so many other people. And I think that and that's cool.
0: In particular, yeah. Rock?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh I gotta I gotta pull up my YouTube music now. Hold on with me <laughs> there's this like dude that's doing metalcore i don't remember his name but it's it's fucking good
3: i should be the dude from hot topic
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, i got you i don't want to i don't want to dig for like 20 i don't want to crate dig for 20 minutes trying to <laughs> my bad yeah
3: but if you if you remember check out like death rattle they're death also rattle? up and coming they're do, they're definitely doing like the what did you yeah what did you it's definitely just straight up hardcore not like not like hardcore punk it's
1: uh, it's still good shit oh
0: yeah
1: and they've got some smart lyrics like uh i'd say really sit down and listen to them Mm -hmm. they uh they talk a lot about emotional vulnerability and just i guess like loneliness and stuff like that and which is really cool especially Mm -hmm. for a band full of hardcore boys because emotional vulnerability is uh not what we're known for
2: no
4: yeah
2: no not at um, all
1: (laughs) <laughs> so it's nice to see it.
2: Mm. I no, I love to see that. I love uh I love the growth that homies have like they're like I'm starting to see this thing where like toxic masculinity is is slowly fading, but it's turning into like this different thing where dudes are like positively toxically masculine. I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes sense. But but we're No, du- I definitely
3: seen like a Yeah go
2: ahead yeah well dudes are like i'm I'm gonna cry but i'm gonna cry the hardest the stinkiest manliest tears you've ever seen you know what i'm saying and like yo that yeah. i don't know about this like it's kind of slaps kind of <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into that um there's
3: definitely still like guys in the hardcore scene that'll definitely be like oh uh like fuck you, lames or shit like that and mm-hmm. just be like like very toxic, toxically masculine, the but also that
4: hard for.
3: yeah, no, it's it's still definitely like coming around, especially in I don't know where did oh I don't want to say the name of the band I'm thinking specifically, <laughs> <laughs> but I I feel like I think they might have come out of the south, so I feel like it's definitely I mean, the south. It's end. The thing that's like
1: all over the place because again I'm not gonna name anything because I don't want to talk it early, but there <laughs> yeah. are definitely some. There are some Bay Area hardcore bands even that are really on kinda like the tough guy shit and it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't say the name. I didn't
4: Uh, But yeah,
1: but it's I don't know. And part of it is fun and it can be empowering, but it's also very isolating and also alienating for a lot of other listeners, I think.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I got that I got that problem too. I got bad machismo. I like I make fun of it. That's kind of like my only way around it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just make fun yeah. of how how toxically masculine I feel sometimes, right? Where like, I'm like you know, I feel that though honestly. Yeah, where I'm like, you I know, feel
1: like,
2: yeah, I just like you know, I'll be, I'll be like, now nah, I'm not crying in a Target parking lot because the sunset is beautiful, dog. That's you, actually. You know what I'm saying? You're you crying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I Why don't you kiss me on the lips about it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I yeah. was in a beat down hardcore band, which is very bad for my personality, so
2: Yeah. Oh no, I know. I I listen to beat down hardcore shit, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh wait, Dem, have uh have you heard Dem's Fighting Words yet?
1: No, I have not. I
2: think they're I think they're out of the bay. They're from like uh Oakland, maybe. I could be wrong on that, but I've been I like that name. Dem's Fighting, Dem's fighting Words. Fighting words. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is like Beat someone to death type music, and it's good like it's it's the shit that gets I mean, it
1: sounds hard as shit and it does sound fun, yeah, it's fun it, <laughs> I definitely get though like it's
2: it's one of those things where I use it to, i I listen to their music while I'm like you know like merching beer and shit while I'm like lifting boxes of beer and stacking them higher than I am all day, you know what I'm saying it's the only thing that gets me right, through that, um, but like I definitely can't listen to that shit while I'm like you know driving with my girl and we're like on a romantic date together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's like, (laughs) it's diff, it's an entirely different vibe. You can't just, you know what I'm saying? Like that's one of those things where like,
1: you can't play dim fine words for, for your bae.
2: Yeah. You really, no, you really shouldn't, you really should not do that. (laughs) That shit will, it's bad, but yeah, there, you know, that kind of, there's a time and place for music. Oh, I had one last question before I, I read the homies who support us for the Patreon this is kind of a yeah, meme. this is like a meme question more than anything else but uh no. midwest emo son or metalcore daughter
3: Ooh. metalcore daughter yeah
2: metalcore daughter, metalcore 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 daughter. daughter. daughter.
3: yeah she yeah. probably should like punch walls and not
2: me yeah that would slap yeah. i was thinking about it too like midwest emo son sounds kind of tight but then like you have to deal with all the like it's like you know what i'm saying you got to the homie's gonna, gonna be crying all the time. He all he's, he's, he's yeah. And, he,
3: then, <laughs> and then we're probably giving them like parental issues, like in the first place. That's why they're midwest. In the emo, exactly.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to deal with the. <laughs> you got to deal with like the male manipulator mindset. You know what I'm saying? You got to Like that's a yeah. lot of. There's a lot of shit that you've. Metalcore daughter's the way to go. <laughs> I feel like.
3: Yeah,
1: I imagine my <laughs> daughter will
3: just go, drop either, in the chat. Oh yeah, it's either like cringe daughter or emotionally manipulative son. So, like, yeah. Cringe yeah,
2: for sure. cringe. yeah, honestly, cringe daughter every time, every single time. Yeah. <laughs> she's cringe. She's, she's cringe. Yeah. She, exactly. She she killed the part of her that cringes. She's free. <laughs>
4: she's,
2: uh, that slaps. Um, yeah. That was my last question. I just wanted a little meme question there. Um, before i get out of here uh do you have any plugs before i read the the patreon homies off like other than your, uh,
3: you know yeah just that ep and like other little rock bands that are popping off right now uh death rattle is like literally our our brother band um and uh yeah check out our instagram or facebook whatever you're on i'll link uh, all that Twitch. oh yeah our spotify or apple music wow. whatever your music listening we listen to you listen to like we're on it <laughs> yeah. or we'll try to be on it just you
2: have know. any uh yeah, what say. you have any tour dates upcoming
3: Ooh, oh yeah we do we're playing out of state
1: a couple of times uh mm-hmm. We did recently book a uh, three-day run in January. Hell yeah! Going to be hitting Springfield, Missouri, Springfield, Illinois, and St.
2: Louis. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. We got We're some. Also
3: going to Memphis in a couple of days, but that'll probably be after uh, you. Re- yeah, you release that. Yeah,
2: gotcha. We do got some so... homies in Missouri though, so that that might pan out. I'll you know let.
1: Oh uh... yeah. Well, hell yeah! Come say what's up. Yeah. Buy a t-shirt.
2: Put all the I'll oh, put yeah. all the details in the uh in the. Wow, what is it called in the description below uh before we get out of here i want to read all the homies who have supported the podcast uh fuzzy nalgas hamwich justin kevin malik shmu alex andrew benny chris daniel fred the devil in france jjj jonathan josh christopher luke patrick reese Richard Kochnar, What's up? Big Dick dude, I I love saying that guy's name. Anyways, uh, Ryan, Sarah, Slithers, Steven, The Empty Set, Alex, Andrew, David, Decoy, uh, Shogs. Thanks for giving us a dollar, even though you're a podcast co-host. I love that. Uh, Jasmine, Julie, Kay, Maz. What's up, Mazercore? Uh, My tits are Praxis, Basil, Simovan, Spore, and that is it. All right. Dude, I... Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. um, I'm gonna play Thank you for that having us. no anytime 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 you have tours anytime you have a new album coming out, hit me up i'm I'm always around. I'm Yo. happy to put the homies on If you guys got new projects coming out, if y'all have links to like buy t-shirts and stickers, send them my way. I will my whole thing oh, is yeah. putting the homies on so. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah. It
2: was fine. Yep. All hey, what's right. up, uh,
3: Dryer Fire? We're from Little Rock. Yeah. Thank, you, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! All right. This is Lynch. minutes i'm gonna pat it out though as best as i fucking can yeah, thank you oh, yeah. anyways this is shoot to kill. coming out. Eat some food. Make sure to donate if you can. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you later.